I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. 24-7-365. Pussy stays on my mind. I, 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 I did it. All right, all right, I admit it. Now pick your next move. You can leave or live with it. It could buy a crane with that motherfucking top off. Split and go where? Back to wearing knockoffs? Ha, knock it off. Neiman, shop it off. Let's talk over my ties. Waitress, top it off. Hoes like vultures want to fly in your Freddy loafers. You can't blame them. They ain't never seen Versace sofas. Every bag, every blouse, every bracelet comes with a price tag. Baby, face it. You should leave if you can't accept the basic. Plenty hoes in a baller nigga matrix. Invisibly set, the Rolex is faceless. I'm just young, rich, and tasteless. Hey, welcome to... The Blackout Tips Podcast, your host Rod and Karen. What's going on, Karen? How you doing? I am good. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Um It is a Saturday, which means that it's feedback time. Mm-hmm. The feedback time is when we do a feedback show once a week with all the things that you had to say about the things that we said. Um, we're gonna talk about the people that left comments on the website, that voted in the polls. We'll talk about all the people that uh, left voicemails that were less than three minutes uh, at 704-557-0186. We'll talk about the people who left emails, theblackoutists at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to talk about the people that donated. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so we might as well get right into it. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. At bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. Today's a new day. That's right. It's a new day to donate for the jet fund. <laughs> yes. Mary H. She hit us with that recurring donation. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Because you know it uses diesel, don't it? I think diesel. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I don't know what jet. It used jet fuel. Used okay. Jet fuel. Jet fuel. Uh, yeah, I hope it's not like a truck. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, Matthew Rancher, uh, Matthew R, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Matt. Uh, Stephen H, or Stefan H, I'm sorry, Stefan H, recurring donator. Thank you, Stefan. Latonia B, recurring donator. Thank you very much, Latonia. Yes. Uh, not this person. That's in the wrong folder. That's a wrong folder. Playmaker Michael Irvin, recurring donation. Thank you very much, Playmaker. We appreciate you. We sure do Couldn't appreciate do you. you. Not at all. Eric M., recurring donator. We thank you so much, Eric M. The kids will definitely appreciate the donation that you dropped out for them. Yes, uh, we see all the people bought their pretty kids out here for Easter. We know for a lot of y'all, we won't see you to this time next year. Alex M., recurring donations. Thank you very much, Alex. Yes. Damian Jackson. I am for real. Thank you very much, Damian. Appreciate you. Jason F., return donator. Thank you, Jason F. Might be new. Yeah, I think so. Some of y'all are new. I know. Terry W., return donator. Thank you very much, Terry. Yes. Calvin N., taking that McDonald's money and putting it back into the church. <laughs> thank you very much. We yes, we thank you. Coming in here smelling like fries, but it's all good to me. I know. Egg McMuffins, that's all right. Gerard L. Thank you very much for your recurring donation, Gerard. Uh, Olivia, a.k.a. Rad Film Lawyer, or Film underscore Esquire. She donated a one-time donation. What she said, happy birthday, Karen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
ain't that good yes uh she subsidized the sundresses you got yesterday yes she did chastity h with a one-time donation thank you very much chastity yes uh, we also had Tawana J, recurring donation, recurring donator. Thank you. Thank you, Tawana. Chandra G. Yes, Chandra G, recurring donator. Yes, we see you waving. Cedric the Entertainer W, current donator. Oh, we thank you. Jessica W, one-time donation. She says, I wish I could give you guys more. You have a great podcast. So funny. Listen, Jessica, did you have to give up Netflix this month? Did you miss the rent this month well you a little bit late on the power then you gave enough that's all we care about yes we just want you to go without so that we can have yes if you had to turn out of snacks in the vending machine that's a sacrifice Mm -hmm. that's the motto of the show you go without so that we may have (laughs) just like jesus uh jeremy w he donated with the one-time donation thank you very much jeremy and that's everybody that was a lot of people, guys. Yes, we yeah. thank you. Yes, we glad everybody gave this Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now go on and get your white suits on. We'll see you tomorrow. Play me out. I'm gonna say you like how you say when I did go to church. All right, all right. Yes. And uh, for the people that you gave, I know a lot of y'all just gave, hoping that your contribution would be able to get something accomplished. But I just want to tell you. We're already partially on the way to our goal. Mm-hmm. We got this in the mail. I went to I went to check the mail the other day. All right. Now I didn't know if anything was gonna be in there, but we have to check the business mail every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's right next to Publix. Yes, it and is. And while the white girl was walking me out to the car, walking <laughs> walking carrying us out, telling us about the weather awkwardly, and I almost said, "Don't walk me out, white woman." But then I remembered all of my ancestors that were forced to walk white people out and do menial tasks that we didn't want to do and didn't get paid for. So I said, you know what? It's time that I had a white slave. That's right. Put my groceries up. So we was walking out and I said, Karen. And then Karen said, yes. And I said, do you want to check the mail? Since the post box office is right next to Publix. And she said, yes. And she walked in there. Now, I didn't know if anything was in there. I was just moving on faith. Mm-mm-mm. Wow! Something just told me you have a package. Gotta listen to that inner voice. And so Karen went in, and she came out with, with. I think we had two packages that day. Yes, we did. Two, not one, but but two. Double the blessing. Mm-hmm. So Karen came out with the packages, and uh, we went home. You know, and 
we got all the way to the house and i sat down and karen started opening up the package Mm -hmm. and you know everybody's been following the show ever since we found out that creflo dollar was getting one right we've been praying for a jet all right that's been on the list we've been telling you guys go without food y'all been faithfully giving don't feed your children uh don't don't worry about the rent it'll get figured out somehow turn down them candy balls send your money to us so what was in the mail that's right a goddamn jet we got a jet y'all we got a jet y'all it was right there in the box uh it's about eight inches long Mm -hmm. uh it has blackout tips logo on it tbgwt on the wings look at that y'all Okay, the doors open. You can see the doors are on fleek for sure. Right there. Um, and also, if you back it up, you hear that? That's the wheels. Yes. On the jet. So don't tell me what greed and begging can't do. Ain't that the truth? All right. A lot of people say don't beg black people for nothing. You won't get nothing. Well, I say you're wrong. How many other black podcasts got a jet? Zero. How many white podcasts got a jet? None last Zero. I checked. Zero. So we the first ever black podcast with a jet. And it's all thanks to y'all listeners. I believe this is David in Brooklyn, I believe. Was yes. That, that, yeah, he hooked us up. Yes. You can't tell me what he can't do. You can't tell me, dog. So I really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, let's get, with no further ado, let's get into the reviews, okay? Um, we had some five-star reviews on our iTunes. Um, let's see. Uh, so last week was a twenty-eight. Okay, all right. So we got uh three new reviews. All right, I think it's three. Let me see. Did I already do the one from uh too many Nicoles? Here, uh, I don't think so. Okay, I so don't remember. I got my days off. So. I don't know. You know how iTunes April, do. Mm, March. Today's the first weekend in April. The twenty-eighth was the last time we did a show, right? No, I don't keep up with the days. All right, well we'll read we'll read it again. Fuck it, what's gonna happen? You know what <laughs> right, I mean? right. What am I worried about? Um, I love this podcast. Five stars uh, by too too many Nicoles here. I started listening to TBGWT during the Twib hiatus. I became aware of the show due to Rod's frequent call-ins to Twib that uh twill stands for this week in blackness for those that don't know mm-hmm. that were often funny and insightful it took me a few episodes to get used to the rhythm of tbgwt but this show is now one of my favorite podcasts we got a rhythm i didn't know that mm-hmm. the show is a great blend of irreverent comedy pop culture and current events i really appreciate the thoughtful commentary they provide on some heavy topics while at the same time keeping me laughing they have great games and segments such as guess the race and fucking with black people but my favorite is the newest segment called baller alert the host, Rod and Karen, have great chemistry, and they sh- should since they are married. <laughs> 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 they come across as real down-to-earth and truly loving and respectful to of each other. They are trying to be relationship ro- they aren't trying to be relationship role models, but I wouldn't be surprised if others see them that way. I encourage others to give the show a listen. Don't be surprised if you find that it helps you through your days at work and that your coworkers start wondering why you are often shaking at your desk in silent laughter. <laughs> thank you too many nicole's here appreciate you uh another five-star review from special ops underscore uh ratchet with a side of ratchet i've been listening to this podcast for three years now and it's been a great ride well, thank you appreciate you special ops underscore 
mudro says rod and karen are the best great shows uh, great show as always the ball alert segment is great and it's one thing if y'all continue to play past the song past boosie's verse Nicki minaj is at the end i appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart yeah i thought so too but um i went and checked and it doesn't that's, that's like i'll just play it right now and skip the boosie part That's the oh. whole song. That's the whole song. Oh, so, so, so yeah, whatever not, version on Spotify don't got. Yeah, if y'all got a different version on Spotify, send it to me. Yeah. I'll use that instead. Yeah, y'all send us the Nicki Minaj because she ain't on the version we have. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard a lot of people say that. I was like, I don't hear on the song. Uh, so uh, Dan, uh, Dan Trey Somi says, a podcast called Dope, five stars. My new work schedule allows me to listen to each podcast in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Woo! Won't he do it? I also had a chance to listen to it with my wife. We both enjoy it tremendously. This is probably the only podcast that meets almost all my interests. Geekdom, politics, race, gender, etc. Well, all they need is Capoeira and we will be square. Uh-huh. But but it's a great podcast. You never know what you are going to get. You never know. We actually talked about that one time on the Nerd Off, didn't we? Capoeira? Yeah. Uh, me- remember y- you and Chris talked about that movie y'all seen? Oh, we talked about Falcon Rising. Yes. Yeah, I guess we did talk about it. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, we definitely did talk about it. And uh yeah, we decided that uh uh if you like Capoeira, watch the movie uh um Falcon Rising. They got one of the Brazilian <laughs> dudes in there who he's been in a lot of stuff and Yes, he has. Like I immediately recognize him as Capoeira dude. Well, I was just like, okay, like, like any Capoeira movie, you in it, dog. You got yeah. that role. I'm like, at some point, I already know you're gonna pull out some Capoeira. You're gonna start, um, you know, start kicking and, and cartwheeling and shit, and it's gonna be very difficult to beat you up. So, uh, which is one of the things I like about it, man. Me too. Um, didn't one of didn't on the video game somebody does that the black dude on one of the video games does that style of fighting yeah Eddie Gordo yeah. by the way that guy played Eddie Gordo in Tekken the movie <laughs> so it's a small I mean he has a very small skill set and you know right. the fact that they was like we know you good at it so we're not gonna waste our time yeah he looks just like Eddie Gordo um all right there's no um no Stitcher reviews this week no uh, Stitcher reviews y'all nope. need Y'all need to get on the reviews. I mean, you got us a jet. So now for people that, you know, was like, hey, I, you know, I couldn't sacrifice for the jet fund. You need to go ahead and sacrifice on a review fund. So for those of you out there uh, who are like, I, I want to give and I want to support the church, you know, on this Easter Sunday. Um, and I believe in y'all go to iTunes or any uh, Apple device that you have. Go to go go into iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Up in the left top-hand corner, it says leave us a review. Click on it. Leave us a five-star review. Five stars only. Those are the only thing we will read. And if you're not going to leave a five-star, we ask that you don't leave anything at all. Um, and for those of you out there that are not on iTunes, go to iTunes.com, register for an account, and leave us a five-star review. For those of you out there also who are going to do this, not only leave us a five-star review, leave 
some of your other favorite podcasts a five-star review also if you want to leave us a five-star review through stitcher go to stitcher.com type in the black eye who tip and leave us a five-star review through stitcher stitcher actually has a delay so some people may have left it and sometimes stitcher don't post it in the order that you submit it and also i think that says stitcher actually emails you for confirmation or something like that so if you've left a review on stitcher and you haven't got it uh be sure you click on the email to leave a confirmation on your iOS devices. You can leave them per episode, but it does not post on the page for us to read it. So we thank you in advance, everybody, on this beautiful Easter Sunday. Uh, those are the it's announcements. Saturday. It's still Saturday. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Sunday. Well, well, for people that's going to hear this Sunday, uh, uh, these are your uh, announcements. Yeah. Govern yourself accordingly. All right, man. Shout out to what's the team. Um, all right. Let's talk about the comments on the actual website. We had episode 917, Be Racist, where uh, we had uh, five comments. A lot of comments. Uh, let's get into them. Orlando says, hey there, Rod and Karen. First off, Karen, the hair is flawless. Thank you. Second, I'm sitting here listening to the feedback episode, and I wanted to lend a little insight to Pimp Daddy. I know you have a lot of Louisiana folks in here, and I'm sure most can tell you the same thing I'm about to. Pimp Daddy was a local New Orleans rapper, and he has had and he had his moment in the early '90s. I got a little nostalgic when you played snippets. I honestly was surprised it was on Spotify. I don't think he ever made it out of the Crescent City. Just wanted to let you know a little bit about Pimp Daddy. Y'all take care, Orlando. Thank you, sweetie. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm sorry, y'all. I've been off for the past few days, so my days of the week has got crossed up. I'm thinking it's Sunday, y'all. My bad. Oh, that's all you Okay. <laughs> that's why I keep saying Sunday. It's okay. You know, I've been off since, like, Wednesday or Thursday, so <laughs> the end of the week. I'm trying to end my week. Mm-mm. End of the week ain't over yet. Sterling H. says, I'm crying at Rod recalling each time he was violently attacked by a bee or wasp. Sound like you got PTS. B. And then he put the emoji for this. Yeah. Yes, won't be fooled again. Yeah, I definitely got post uh, hornet stress disorder. Cirque du Soleil at Brown and Bella, who's been on the show, says, let me tell you, Rod, I'm with you. Fuck bees as a staff, record label, and as a motherfucking crew. I'm super allergic to bee stings, and I have been since I was a kid. I found out when I was stung in elementary school during recess, and my throat swelled shut in class, and a bitch almost died. And my blood must be sweet because I've been like, it's been like a million times after that. Once requiring hospitalization because I was stung by 10 of them. During an outdoor lesson in high school, and then they uh, and they didn't have an EpiPen. Oh, bees, bees are assholes, and my life is too precious, and my lungs are too asthmatic for the BS. Fuck bees. <laughs> oh, blame you, girl. Oh, I'm with her. You. Yeah, that's, yeah. If you're you allergic know. to them, that like that's the number one thing. I used to. I don't care no more, but I used to constantly carry EpiPen with me in my pocketbook at all times. And how do you find out you're allergic to bees? You get stung. You get stung. It's like you, you find out by almost dying. It's terrible. Right. Uh, and they don't care. 
Mm-mm. tanya says i'm late in posting this but raj comments on this comment on i think episode 909 where he said white people take the box mac and cheese and throw away the macaroni and then snort the shitty powder cheese had me laughing so hard <laughs> i freak i freaking love the blackout tips uh and then uh Ron and Bella uh, also reply, I corrected, because she said two posts, and I couldn't tell the difference, so I just, I was like, oh, she must have accidentally double posted, so I just kept the first one and deleted the second one by accident. Well, come to find out, it was a correction. So she said, I corrected my jacked up post with the second post, but y'all gonna publish the unedited version? Cold-blooded. I promise <laughs> I'm not writing in pair. Don't judge me when y'all read that on the air. <laughs> we not, No, sweetie. Nobody can tell until you just said something. <laughs> so the poll was have you ever been stung by a bee yes or no 74 percent of our audience has been stung by a bee mm-hmm. and 26 percent of y'all are like just some lucky i don't know if y'all live in like a cold environment i or, know or all the bees are dead in your area because mm, they look and then i think one time this been some years ago i fucked around and i threw this outfit away after this but i had a beautiful uh, this is going to tell my age, a squirt set. For those of you who don't, was like, what the fuck is a squirt set? It's a short slash skirt set where it's shorts, but you have like a cloth that ties around the front. So it looks like you have on a skirt and a shorts at the same time. I love that goddamn outfit. It was white and it had all these big pretty flowers on it. And it was springtime and I sprayed myself with um some fruity ass uh, perfume and shit like that. I think I confused the fucking bees because all goddamn day they was boop, 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 they was just running fucking, they wouldn't sting me, they was fucking running into me just trying to pollinate, it was driving me goddamn crazy, then I was like, duh, can you look like a big ass flower, and you smell like a big ass flower, no wonder why you fucking confusing the bees, I threw that shit away, no thank you. That's what they do, man, mm-hmm. you got bee harassed. Yes, I did. Didn't even realize it. Smiles like a million dollars. I just found thousand dollars. <laughs> fucking hate bees. Keep all that love. Nah, right side about them wood bees up there. Them big ass, them big ass bees you can see from a mile away. I was like, fuck them. I tell me they ain't got no stingers. I've been looking at them fuckers like, mm-mm. Yeah, I don't think bumblebees have stingers. Um, let me see. I don't know. Whatever those big ass bees are. I mean, yeah, because these were like humongous. Yeah. Like, you see them fuckers. What, what, like, you know. Like, like, maybe they have stingers, but I don't think they sting or some shit. Like, didn't you say they were wood bees or something? That's what some people call them. Um, um, I don't know, but them fuckers is big. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. It's, wait, that's not. I don't even think this is the same kind of bees. Um, uh, Now I got to fucking not on what are they called wood bees maybe someone told me they were called wood bees that's what that's what i always heard people call them and yeah these big motherfuckers oh they're humongous yeah yeah for those of you that don't know and i think that's what they call because um i've seen them when i was a child because my aunt they actually literally they draw holes in uh, some some people call them carpenter bees yeah that's what they're called because if you're not careful and you have like certain type of woods they it literally will draw will put a hole into your wood like your, your shit will yeah. have holes in them from the bees just drawing a hole in them for whatever the, reason the male bee is unable to sting it is the male carpenter bee which is the most often noticed they hover in the vicinity of the nest and will dart after any other flying insect that ventures into their territory a common behavior of the male is to approach people if they move quickly or wave a hand in the air. The males may even hover a short distance 
um from people causing unnecessary panic the female however is capable of stinging but seldom does she must be extremely provoked i.e handled before she will sting she ain't got to worry about me handling her ass. I be, I be dipping. But oh, that's all. Right. Y'all can have all that. Whatever's happening over there, y'all can have it. Yeah. So, yep. Now you know. Um, and that's why y'all listen to the show for your B knowledge, st- such as that. Um, um. So the poll, Sky Jammer says hashtag wasp genocide. <laughs> wasp genocide. <laughs> Rob and Karen, I'm outraged. Right. How dare you speak so flagrant about the destruction of the wasp race? <laughs> Don't you know wasps are some of my best friends? All these years, I have been listening to what I thought was cool-headed and even-handed commentary from TBGWT. But damn it, the truth is out. The hood is off. Your wasp racism is now exposed. Wasp power Wasp's genocide. Ray writes in. I wonder if it's a girl, Ray Sonny. Interesting fact. When a bee stings, they release an alarm pheromone to alert others to the danger. Therefore, when they attack you, there are other bees around, and there are other bees around. The others will find you and sting you out of revenge. So, yes, I agree that bees, hornets, wasps are the biggest douchebags in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. Also, when they sting you and they lose a stinger, it... Out yes, a- put out pheromones. Like, oh, that's how everybody else finds you. Cause you be like, how, where the fuck did y'all come from? Yeah, that's why the swarm and shit. But see, here's the thing about that. I wouldn't mind that in general. Like, I wish black people had that. Like, I wish we had a system where like a nigga do something to me and then like I punch him and then like a pheromone is released and like all my <laughs> niggas just like be in the club and they just be like all the way on the other side and they be like, mm, you smell that? Uh, hot sauce, Rod's being attacked, you know. <laughs> right. Like, I would love Chitlins, that. let's fight. Yeah, it would probably be something like, yeah. Fried fish. Yeah. Is that pork rinds I smell? Yeah. <laughs> Is that collard greens with pork in them? <laughs> right. Grape soda. Um, and then they run across and we all attack together. I would love that. But the fact is, they pick the pettiest fucking reasons to sting you. They're not even good reasons. What the fuck was a bee doing under my desk in fourth grade with my fucking books? That didn't even make sense. <laughs> There's no other bees in there. There's nothing else to do. It just stung me just to be like, look, nigga, I'm stinging today. Right. Uh, the f- so Sorry, she- your loss. You're going to get some all of this. Yeah. The first time I was stung by a flying asshole was about 10 years ago. <laughs> I was moving some things out of my mother's house. I was on the balcony removing water from a freestanding punching bag base. And I didn't see or notice any hornet's nest nearby. A hornet's nest nearby. One hornet flew by me and I swatted at it and ran in the house and ran in the house. Not only did the hornet follow me, but it flew into my hair and stung my head in the back of my neck numerous times. <gasps> at this point, I ran into the living room where my younger cousins were and began flailing, trying to get the hornet out of my hair. The punk stung my hand three times um, and went to attack my knee. Thankfully, I was wearing jeans and I was able to knock it to the ground when I proceeded to stomp it with the vengeance of nat turner <laughs> oh my god that's the other thing uh, i will kill the fuck out of like i saw like one day the other day we were going to somewhere and, and i saw a wasp flying around our own um, bushes mm-hmm. and then and i saw it because I, I never not noticed the shit like i'm if, if people knew what was going on in my head when i see this shit but compared to how i act when i see it 
you have no fucking idea <laughs> like in my head it's like fucking ptsd is being triggered and motherfucking like i feel like i'm in a war zone it's like when veterans from vietnam come home and they just see like a random vietnamese person they just lose their shit all over again even though they're not necessarily in danger at that moment right it's like that like if i see a fucking bee flying like up the block i'm like oh here we go with this shit all right rod be cool be cool they can sense your fear don't move don't swing at anything too fast they kind of you know it's like when cops come around <laughs> i've gotten i've gotten better when it come to bees um uh, i think one time we was at college and um i took a tennis class and we was you know you know uh going back across the net a bee came into my game i was like fuck this i'm going inside he was like um you know i was like i don't care what y'all talking about out here nope and not only that i ran across other people's games like people's they balls. <laughs> i was like fuck this bullshit where's the indoors yeah that's the kind of shit that like uh because of society's like ideas of what manliness is that's the only thing that keeps me acting right when i see bees and shit <laughs> that's it because because if it's not for if it wasn't for my own insecurity about looking like a little bitch in front of everybody i would definitely be like oh wasp and then like running the house and running the the, restaurant what the fuck i do fuck that bullshit throw throw a baby in front of it like i I wouldn't (laughs) give a fuck i'd be like nino brown at that wedding and shit with a beat because a bee came over but inside i always talk to myself in a really calm voice like it's just a bee if you don't swing at it it won't swing at you right you bigger than it is more afraid yeah. than you yeah you have to kind of talk i've actually got a lot better at my responses than i used to be because i used to be terrible i used to go in a flat panic but i'm a lot better the uh, worst is actually when it gets closer to well i don't know about everywhere but here when it gets closer to the fall that's when it's the worst because bees did there's not a lot of water out right and they they'll they like will be drawn to just you sweating and shit also they're looking for places to like Hi. go in yeah and away, get away from the cold or whatever and mm-hmm. they'll try to get in your car they like try to carjack you and shit yes they will yes they will this one of them shits where i've, I've actually got in my car before and looking looking like you know at the back with a little uh break glasses I'm like how the fuck a bee get back here? I was like, yeah. fuck, I'm glad he back there because I fuck would have caused me the goddamn wreck, you know, trying to get rid of it. So that's, that's, nah, I'm, I'm good. I think the, the, for me, the worst thing I seen was me and your mama was walking, um, um, in her, in, in her neighborhood and it was this man and he was right, he was on the ride lawnmower. He was going on about his business. Then all of a sudden we heard his lawnmower say, do, 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 do. And, and all of a sudden, he got up, and he just took off running. And me and your mama happened to be on the opposite side of the road. I was like, God damn, this man took off running. Didn't realize that uh, I didn't know. Now I know the bee's nest can actually be underground. Mm-hmm. And he must have realized that he hit a nest. And next thing I know, them fuckers, that, you know how like a tornado, all of a sudden, it was just black bees all swamped all the way around. I'm right. like, oh, they don't, they don't get no zoning permits. They just do what the fuck they want, I was man. like... He, and then scientists had the nerves to be like, if a bees die, then we'll all die. Then we all die! <laughs> so warn those little motherfuckers until they learn how to act. We do, they do make honey now. They make honey. Yeah, they also sting our children and close up their throats. <laughs> yeah, now that they and do attack too. attack old men at baseball games. They just want to see their kids live <laughs> and, and play sports. Fuck bees. Um, so she said, uh, also, um... Yeah, so then she stomped on. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So we left the house, and I saw the wasp, 
flying around it was like looking for like a good place to start a nest and then we came back home and somehow the wasp i don't know how it ended up on the ground but it was just chilling sitting on the ground right before you walk into the our apartment mm-hmm. and i stomped that little motherfucker i could have let him live <laughs> but fuck him fuck him and everything he stands for <laughs> um didn't one get caught in, in in your breaker light i don't know how the fuck he got in that yeah one got caught yeah that's because that dude hit the back of my bumper or whatever anyway oh and the kicker my cousins who were three seven and nine years old laughed and clowned me fuck bees i agree <laughs> that was the other thing when i got stung in my head behind my grandmama's house these motherfuckers thought it was funny because i got funny. stung and i just started running because i didn't know what the fuck it was i just felt something on the top of my head <laughs> right. i had two knots up there so i think i got stung twice by bees oh. like it was a bees or a hornet's nest or something up there and i ran all the fucking way home man like all the way down the creek path all the way back to my grandmama's house like i probably made it there like a few seconds and <laughs> shit. The best time flat. With like fucking Jesse Owens or whatever the fuck out there. And, um, yeah, and I was just like, you know, my cousin was like, oh, oh, my cousin, my brother, it's so funny, man. You got stung. I was like, fuck y'all, man. Ain't nothing funny about that shit. All right, you get stung. You wouldn't think that shit was funny. Yeah. Another time I was coming back from school and a fucking green tree snake fucking landed on my face when i was talking to my cousin tree snake it's a little green snake man it wasn't big but it was on chilling on the branch of a tree small ones yeah and i like turned like my cousin behind me i turned and was like hey man (laughs) whatever the question was then as soon as i turned my face the other way the snake just like slapped right on my fucking (laughs) face man it didn't bite me or nothing. He let him, oh, I, it was I, probably I, more scared of me than I was scared of it. But right, I, I, I also left his ass in the woods and ran all the way home. I don't fuck with the woods. I know Derek and all our white friends. I'm gonna go camping, and I'll be looking at them like, "Why do y'all ask us this? You know the goddamn answer gonna be no." And I've constantly told them, "If y'all ask us, if we, I'm t- trying to tell you, I will ruin a trip for everybody. I'm not shitting in the woods. I like, uh, I don't want land. I'm not paying to lay on a fucking hard ass ground. No." Yeah, I've never had a discussion with yeah, like that. Let's go camping, <laughs> okay? New, no. yeah, y'all, y'all have fun with that. I've right. had some traumatic experiences in the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiffany, the fucking weather. No, thank yeah, you. Bees and snakes out there. Mm-hmm. Who knows what else just hasn't gotten a chance at me? Right, it's out there. It's probably like bears and shit. Right, they got this niggas out here. Right, uh, I'd be the one to get goddamn attacked. No, thank you. Uh, it'd be black on black bear crime or whatever the fuck. <laughs> right. Um, Mistake me for some shit or get bit by some shit we don't even know exists. No, thank you. Tiffany G says, I hate wasps. My first encounter with this with those assholes was when I was 12 and was outside during PE class. A motherfucking wasp flew in my shirt and stunned me on the titty. Oh. Damn. At 12? Did you even have titties? It tried to fuck your, like, developing titties up. Like, it could, <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Did. Like, that'd be like if I got stung on my nuts, like, right as my nuts drop. This is, like, a terrible, <laughs> it's already a terrible, awkward time dealing with your body and, like, you know, training bras and shit. And then the bees, like, oh, the wasp's like, I'm going to fuck your titties up, too. <laughs> terrible, man. They're fucking assholes, man. When I was 30, a wasp was in my house and on my couch without my knowledge, of course. I sat down on my couch and got stung on my ass. Damn, you got some sexual wasps. <laughs> right. Ass and titties. <laughs> right. Ass and titties. Hey, like, ooh, 10A. Uh, wasps are the damn devil and deserve to die. Fuck wasps forever. Mm hmm. Um, Prince Laurent says, free bees, wasps, yellow jackets, and every other insect in that family. I got two stories that explain my hate. 
uh when i was 17 i don't think he meant fuck bees okay when i was 17 i was outside and got stung by something on my ear i lived in the country so i was a little more used to being stung by insects and this particular one didn't hurt that bad walked in my house my older sister looked at me and said what the fuck happened to you <laughs> i didn't know what she was talking about until i looked in the mirror my left ear was almost triple in size Ooh. i had little ears so the change was super noticeable and the next day was the first day of school and my mom still made me go I hit it for, <laughs> nigga, what did you wear? You must have wore like a hoodie and a parka. Yeah, you must be that old school with that. Well, your mom and I put some tussin on it. She was like, mm-mm, not you taking was, you to the doctor. You must have to wear like a coonskin cap. <laughs> and be sweating in August and September whenever you go back to school. Yeah, I remember when I got a concussion one weekend and I had to go to school and my head had a big old knot on it when I went to Harden and I, I had to, I wore a fucking, uh, Tar Heels baseball cap the whole fucking day and a Tar Heel baseball jersey. Oh no, I fucked my jersey up in that crash. So yeah, just my hat. And, uh, teachers was like, take it off. I was like, I'll just take the F. Like, I'm not letting these niggas see I got a big ass knot on my head. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he says, and the next day was the first day of school. My mom still made me go. I hid it for as long as I could, but ended up getting roasted so hard. Niggas was doing that Hulk Hogan hand wave <laughs> to the ear every time they saw me. <laughs> and when I was in elementary school, my favorite NBA player was Sean Kemp. So I used to imitate Duncan on anything that I could find. Did y'all so imitate imp- impregnating anything you could find? Because he was good at that, too. Very good. Got about 1,100 kids. One day I decided I was going to dunk on the clothesline behind the house. I did my weak-ass windmill dunk, and <laughs> a gang of wives flew up out the motherfucking pole. Oh! I got stung about 10 times, and to make matters work, worse, I got a whooping from my mom because... She done told us to stop hang about hanging our clothes on the clothesline. She had no sympathy for you, boy. Damn, you got a whooping <laughs> with stings on you? That's terrible. <laughs> I told your ass not to go out there. No stings hurt forever, too, man. You be putting, like, butter on them and shit. It don't even make sense oh, to butter. shit. Ice. Put some butter on it. Like, that's a, that's for a fucking burn. <laughs> I know my remedies. <laughs> what the fuck am I trying to do? Cook the shit? What's happening right. here? Rub some salt on it. Like, nothing no, helps. I don't, nothing helps. Yeah, my temperature don't get hot enough to melt it. What are we talking about here? KJ Dollar says, yes, I have. Happened in high elementary school. Don't remember exactly how it happened, but I do remember being stung and then going to the assistant principal and letting him know. And his response was, well, you should have stung it back. What? <laughs> Fire that dude immediately. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no lie that was what he told a 10 year old kid next thing i know i was not feeling well and was delirious i went home early that day and i be- and i believe but i didn't have to go to the hospital still gives me nightmares thinking about it i'm with you right i'm a be racist to fuck bees wound guy says fuck bees ain't got no long deep story bees stung me when i was a kid shit hurt fuck bees <laughs> short and sweet that makes sense to me Kyle says never got stung before bees like me i'm special oh i can't wait till you get stung African bees. <laughs> That's all. You know what you call somebody that's not a bee racist? Just a person that ain't been stung before. Ain't that the truth? You get stung one, before. You, you get stung, you be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. My bad. Yeah, you get stung one time. You get to picking at that shit. That shit digging down in your skin. Oh, that shit was so miserable. Uh, and the last comment is from African bees. <laughs> and they say, still talking that shit, Playboy? Bzz, bzz, bzz. We outside your door. Wu Tang Killer Bees. We all the swarm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the 
with y'all. I didn't know the bees had access to Wi-Fi. And of course, it would be the African bees. <laughs> right. Had to listen to the blackout tips. Um, which of the continents of, in Africa are you from, African bees? Um, we had some comments ah! for episode uh, nine eighteen. Good news, bad news. Which was, I believe, it was just me and Karen talking about good news and then bad news. IFM says. How dare you compare being black to being gay? You do not choose your race. You do not get to being in the closet about your race. Don't give us that coonery BS. Homosexuality is, homosexuality is not natural. Period. Disagree. Terrellin says, Taraji apologized after seeing the police dash footage. The cop was beyond reasonable and her son could have been in a lot more trouble. Yeah, I think we covered that they did, that she apologized mm-hmm. later in that week. Um, and yeah, I've, I've heard the audio. And uh, yeah, she that dude was the nicest cop ever. Like, let me see if I can play this shit. Like, this is like my dream. I hope I get stopped by a cop like this if I got to get stopped, you know. Mm. It's just the whole, what is it here? I turn the sound down. Let's see. No, what's up? Remember that? that cross- uh, here you go. Grand and Doran. What's going on, man? Do you know why I pulled you over? You remember that that crosswalk? I was flashing yellow, and the person was walking by, and you didn't yield. You just went right through. That's that's why I pulled you over, sir. Okay, just so you know. Can I see your driver's license? You've never been arrested before, sir? Okay. So when I run your name, it's not going to come back that you've been arrested, right? I want you to be completely honest with me. Is there anything illegal in the car you know about, huh? Okay. I you say you had some weed and something from a prescription. Appreciate you being honest with me about the weed. I do appreciate that because I do smell weed. So... Thank you for being honest about that, all right? I mean, you, you, and you have your registration with you? Here, here. Okay, that's good. Just sit tight. I'm just going to check a few things, all right? And we'll go from there. I do appreciate that's your cooperation. That's nice ever. Right. There was no, boy, get out the car. Boy, I tell you, get out. Put your hands down. Walk up with my gun out. Oh, what did he tell his mama, though? Oh, I already know what happened. Like, it, it was easy. Once she apologized, I was like, oh, he just lied. Okay. He lied to his mama. That's what. Well, you know, mama, they be pulling me over because I'm black. Shit like that. Like, I had a cousin that used to do that. Like, he never got bad grades. His teachers were just racist. Mm-mm. Like, really? Really? So, all your teachers? All the teachers racist. <laughs> but just against you. <laughs> Nobody else. Other niggas ain't failing. Everybody else passing. Everybody else going yeah. to the next grade. Yeah, you a, you a special type of black that people racist against, but... Somehow the other black people were able to get passing grades. Like, come on, man. Right. Fuck out of here with that. And yeah, he, he definitely was like trying to, she either found a ticket or he had asked her to pay the ticket or whatever it was. Or her insurance went up and then he lied. Right. Oh, them cops out there so racist. I ain't never going out there. He didn't think she was going to tweet about it. Right. Where's the weed located? It's in your backpack? All right, leave it right there for now. Just sit tight. Hey, man. What's up? So I'm just going to have you step out of the vehicle real quick, all right? 
watch yourself. So by vehicle, just go to the sidewalk, man. Keep your hands out of your pockets. Now, do you have anything else in the car besides the weed that I should know about? Huh? I'm sorry? Ritalin. Is it prescribed to you? No. It's not prescribed to you. Who's it prescribed to? Why do you have it? Because he gave me some. He gave you some? Okay. You know you're not supposed to have that, right? He just like he could be such a dick about this. Wow. He could be like, oh, look, you got weed. You ain't got no license for that shit. You, you got, got Ritalin. Ritalin not prescribed to you. You know, and he's being honest and telling him. He could be like, all right, man. Well, look, you going downtown? Right. Um, call somebody. We're gonna call somebody. You got the right to remain silent. But no, nah, he's still chilling. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, so I'm gonna give you a citation for the marijuana. Listen. I'm not going to give you a citation for running that yellow because that will actually put a moving violation on your driver's license and you're going to have to do traffic school and all that stuff. So I'm helping you out by not giving you a violation on that. All I'm going to do is take the weed from you. I can go to court and show you a prescription and stuff and you can have it that way, okay? I don't know what will happen if you do that way, okay? But it's I felt like this was a little better than the other one. I'm giving you this too because you smoked weed about two hours ago and my partner was about, you know, we were trying to see if you were under the influence while driving. Don't do that. Okay? And a warning, if you have Ritalin on you and you're not supposed to, don't do it. Okay, that's that's a big violation and I wouldn't want to do that to you. Alright, sign here. Sign a mission that goes to the He could not be nicer. That's the whole He was really like you know, I would I feel bad that you broke the law and it, and then I guarantee he went home and was like, Oh, them racist ass cops mom, they hem me up, you know. Mike Brown, Trayvon Martin, that's how they do. I, I can't breathe. Hands up. Can't breathe. I would have. Oh, he would have got a piece of me. Oh, yeah. He definitely, um, he definitely got some, some, got his ass cussed out uh, at least. What? Um, Kate writes in, uh, Kate Sherrell, MLS says, I know you guys said for Indiana folks, aka Hoosiers, to stop listening, but I can't. It, <laughs> uh, we were just joking, guys. You can, if you're from, well, I guess it's too late if you took it serious. You probably did not, you probably don't listen anymore. But if you, <laughs> yes, in the context you, of comedy people. Yeah, but if you guys understood, we were just fucking with y'all. Of course you can listen to the show. She says, it shows like TBGWT, TWIB, and CAGRO. What's CAGRO? In the morning, uh, CAGRO in the morning that keep me sane living in this wacky red state. I had chances to leave in the past, but family ties kept me here and I'm determined to work to make Indiana a better place for my nieces and nephews. I do voter registration and get out the vote activities to try to get the younger, more progressive Hoosiers involved. Good for you. Yeah, first of all, that's great. And two, I was totally joking. Y'all should listen. And, and, I, and I hate when people leave a, a place that they feel like they have a claim to. Right. Because, because of shit like this. Because it's never going to get better if we just abandon all the states that we feel like, oh, it's not enough. Like, could you imagine if america instead of like fighting to get equal rights for black people in many southern states just was like we abandoned these motherfuckers like just move niggas y'all not oh yeah. they won't let you get interracial marriage well just move like i, I don't i don't want to set that as a president for anything right and telling somebody just to get up and move on the real like that's that's dumb logic why should i have to move you should change yeah there's a lot to moving and right it, it's it, not an easy and process then, and also you know there's a lot to fighting and I, I really like people who fight. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and there are some things in our lives we do fight for yeah i'm not saying you have to stay and deal with it but Mm -mm. stay and fight if that's you know if you're inclined to do something right if it's in your heart that's that's the only way things will ever change right you know people just always throw that just move and shit you're like all right it's easy to say but yeah why don't you you just move (laughs) it ain't that easy yeah but i love to see people fight amani says every time i see comments like imf i get this so disappointed Black people are making arguments like this and defending bigotry with the like the the Indiana that Indiana law. What's IMF? IMF? Oh, Indiana. Oh, is that what they're calling the mm-hmm. Indiana? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that's the, that's the yeah. whatever the bill is called. Uh, throwing a ball overhand is unnatural, but nobody is trying to discriminate against baseball players. <laughs> I had to go into work last Sunday. Nobody came to me to death. Came to put me to death like it was. Like it says in Exodus 35 too, just, <laughs> just say you don't like people who identify as LGBTQ and own that. This is more about freedom to be a bigot than any threat to your religion. Just, but just know for most people that passed this law, that bigotry includes shutting out your black ass too. Agreed. Ain't that the truth? Because the thing about it, when you talk about LGBTQ, I look at me going, mm-hmm, I'm on that list too. Like, but like this people who feel that about them feel the same way about me for uh, for some reason i I don't feel like i'm separated from the group if you're that outspoken about this the same people that pass these laws are some of the same people that pass the segregation laws pass the jim crow laws could prevent it um didn't want people to get interracially married like this this same group of people y'all the people didn't change they just went on to another group to discriminate but it don't mean they forgot about us we have uh paul no comments this is one of those polls I can understand. It's very difficult to speak about. It's still very fresh and new. How are you coping with Zane leaving One Direction? I'm doing fine. I'm really hurting right now, and I'm going to be okay are the options. 18.46% of our audience will be okay. Okay, I'm glad to hear and that. I'm, you know, yeah, uh, and I'm, I count myself as one of those people. Me too. I'll be all right. I'm really hurting right now. 33.85% of the audience is hurting. So that's, you know, a lot of pain, a lot of pain. And I'm doing fine, 47.69%. So a lot of you guys are doing just fine. And uh, I think that's denial. But, <laughs> you know, you guys don't want to come out and just admit that you're struggling. That's fine. Uh, we don't, you don't have to. Yeah, we don't judge. We don't judge. Uh, we had episode 919, Fix Karuchi Chair, Karuchi's Life. I'm sorry. Uh, Fix Karuchi's life, and uh, we have some comments. Uh, one is a long-ass block of illogical, illiterate text with no fucking uh, spaces in it. That's right, and it's from Anonymous. Our old dude, the bigot, is back. A little very long-ass post. Hmm. Mm. You want my vote? I say no. Well, then you just got voted out, man. I'm sorry, Anonymous. Next time, don't be a bigot. That's how you make the feedback show. And block your shit out. Sorry. Chloe C says, uh, yikes at the above comment. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Well, I'm glad you read it because we ain't. Anyways, that pastor was really irresponsible. Not everyone who attends church is even exposed to the idea of the Holy Spirit manifesting. I was 19 when I first saw people falling out, getting holy laughter, speaking in tongues, etc. But I had an amazing pastor who explained that uh, what would slash might happen and that it was okay if you didn't feel any of that 
and she mentally prepared us uh as much as she could i can't imagine being a young kid and diving right into that that pastor probably traumatized those poor kids right yeah i just think the whole concept is kind of like it's already a very edgy concept for anybody adult mm. anybody true and then to just throw it, if it's brand new to you yes to throw it into a room full of kids who had possibly never even seen any shit like that right they're growing maturing they, they're trying to find themselves like that's traumatic for just i don't care what age you are yeah um i remember i was at church one time and a dude did that to me um put his hands on my forehead. I was like, you going to be a preacher and all this shit. I was like, nigga, I ain't going to be no fucking preacher. And then he just kept pushing down on my head until I fell down. I was like, all right, I'm falling. Damn. Just let me go. It's not like, I'm not, it ain't that important to me. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll lay down. I know you need it for the show. Um, uh, Cal says, uh, I just, I just want to know how Jay-Z and title are going to deal with the record labels. Since title it's supposed to give artists better returns to Spotify. Yeah, I I want to know. Yeah, how yeah. do they get past the record label? Because so far, the record labels have been the ones that determine what the artist gets. Right, and that's the problem. And to me, that's need to that that's what needs to get fixed. Not Spotify, not all these other avenues. If you want to make money, it's all structured in your contracts. As somebody who will still pay for music, I just want to know if my money will reach said artist. The music festival in my city is going to have Kendrick perform, and I don't want him to worry about whether or not my money is going to Interscope instead of him. Amani says, you guys nailed it with the Monet Davis apology stuff. And I won't even say it's people just looking to be outraged, but folks have been traumatized by this stuff, and they're reacting defensively to stuff that hasn't happened. If you're mad at the media narrative making it about black people's willingness to apologize, which I didn't see except for those fighting against it, then go after that narrative. Not a 13-year-old girl for her choice to forgive someone who says something about her. Yes. By the way, Amani, I'm glad you brought it up. I, did, I also noticed um, the sites that claimed that a lot of media was doing this didn't have links to the articles that they claimed did it. Right. So if you want to say that, hey, people are saying... They're they're pack they're bending over to pat her on the back for apologizing to this white dude. Then can you link those articles? I'm sure there's some out there. Just link me to them so I can be like, oh, okay, this is what you mean. But since you right. don't link me, you make me feel like such as everything's so accessible these days. Mm-hmm. You make me feel like you're purposely hiding the fact that maybe this is a straw man argument and nobody's really uh, applauding her for forgiving the dude and then saying the dude didn't do anything wrong. Maybe you're making a false ultimatum where they're saying good for her that she's forgiven the dude, but yeah, he's still fucked up. Correct. Uh, just because she forgives him doesn't mean you have to if you're still upset. Just like if you see black people behind the SAE kid that for, as forgiveness props, uh, it doesn't mean you still, uh, you still being pissed about it is invalid. Some people just get so caught up because we can all see the media jig coming from the PTS and the PTSD kicks in and they go a little deep, too deep. Like that article criticizing cyborg this week or people arguing black exceptionalism as a requirement. Anyway, appreciate y'all. And it's been another great week of shows. Don't forget to take some time for yourselves hitting up those donations to get the TBGWT jet. So this year's vacation can touch every continent in Africa with Raven Simone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Monty, we definitely got to take some time for ourselves this year, uh, you know, get a vacation or something, 
Uh, we haven't been anywhere in a couple of years, and uh, I think the uh, last time I went to Charleston was two year, years two, ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you know, even if we just make our our annual voyage to Charleston, you know, go see our city, eat some tsunami. Yes, I love Charleston. Um, and then the poll was: Will Karuchi Tran go back to Chris Brown? The the options were: Yes, she can't help herself, or No, she's over him. 11% of our audience said, no, she is over him, which means the vast majority of our audience, 89% of our audience thinks she going back to that nigga. Uh, I'm in that group. Olivia said, I choose yes with the necessary addendum, if he'll have her. Mm, that's true. That yeah. is true. For some reason, I feel like the only reason they are together is because he has an ass. Me too. And I feel like he's so wishy-washy that he will at some point. Oh course he will like you know i'm not saying they'll stay together forever but i could definitely see him being like all right it's been a month capadonna says i voted no primarily because i think she's gonna get snatched up by some young cat in the game so uh, maybe uh, you know because we'll she's beautiful she is pretty i just, and i don't know that that means that'll be forever either i could see her getting snatched up by some dude and then eventually that doesn't work out, and now she wants Chris Brown again. Correct. Tara Hawk says, where's the baller alert answer? Chris Brown is single? Question mark, uh, exclamation point, question mark. <laughs> anyway, I voted yes since a reality show is, in, is the only thing that can save her now. Mike says, just wanted to check in to let y'all know what Norm's is. Norm's is a restaurant chain local in the Los Angeles area, but the reason Iyanla laughed about going to Norm's is that Norm's is basically a local Denny's. So basically, Chris Brown took her to Denny's for that first date. Damn! Oh, I know what the, I know what the Denny's is. Yeah, oh, that, that's okay. terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Karuchi. Um, I not, mean, you could at least with the IHOPs. Why you got to go to the Denny's? Mm-hmm. We had episode nine twenty regicide where we reviewed uh, the Walking Dead season finale with Nina and John of podcast fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, Always fun to have them on. Such a fun episode. Yes. I don't even think we agree about anything, but we had a good time, and that's what matters. That's all that matters. Did you enjoy this season of The Walking Dead? Yes, it was good. No, it was bad. And I don't watch it. 40% of our audience doesn't watch it. So let's, you know, count them out. 1% thought, no, it was bad, which means 40, 59%. Of the so of the people who actually saw it, almost ninety nine percent said it, it was good. Mm-hmm. Prince Lorraine left the only comment. I started season one the Sunday before this week's finale and was caught up in time to watch it live. This show and particularly this season is pure greatness. I would rank this season slightly above the second season when they were on the farm. This show does a great job of tracking progression through the series. For example, before they found the prison, Rick stopped Carl from eating dog food. This season, the crew were actually eating dogs. It is also interesting that Rick is so traumatized, even though he has suffered far less loss and seen much less than everyone else in this crew. He was asleep and didn't witness the mass destruction that everyone else had to go through. He is the one person in the group that has any family left. That nigga Glenn started to show with started to show with all of his people dead carl had to shoot Lori and handled it better than rick i i think that rick has uh rick was never all there before the zombie apocalypse i remember first the first episode that Lori tried did describe rick as cold and distant the one thing that has puzzled me in the chain is the change of walkers abilities from season one <clears throat> they were doing everything the first season they were unzipping tents climbing fences, climbing ladders, properly opening doors, 
they stopped doing that in the second season really they did all that i gotta go back and watch the first season i don't Me remember too. that uh i'll finish with two questions what was your favorite episode of this series mine is daryl and beth episode after the prison was destroyed that pairing was a brilliant move by the writers and those two work well together the best part was when beth told daryl that she was going to be the last man standing she meant it as a compliment but it is actually uh daryl's fear um daryl's biggest fear to be the last man standing uh karen what's your favorite episode of the series that is a good question i do not know honestly yeah i'm gonna say i don't remember the exact um the exact uh episode the whole series of this season he said of the series but uh the one where he uh went back and saw morgan in that town clear Mm -hmm. that's my favorite episode like that um that joint was so good um just uh like his acting the scenes where they were talking the scene where he stabbed him mm-hmm. um th- yeah yeah that that was that's my favorite episode probably just because the acting was so good uh you still don't have an answer i think my uh i love all the episodes i'm very very biased about this show i do uh, what we call Avenger Initiative, which for those of you going, what the fuck is she talking about? Uh, when it comes to the Avengers, we don't care what you say about it. I'm, I just don't want to hear anything negative. I'm just telling right now. I, I just don't care about anybody that don't like the show. I, I don't care. Here, here is a scene from Walking Dead, the uh, clear, uh, clear episode. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess I'm losing hope that you can hear me, but there's always that chance. Oh wait, that's the, that's actually the. Uh, preview clip let me see if i can find the actual scene wait this has deleted scene would they do this a different way hey your boy is he dead <coughs> no he will be see because people like you the good people they always die and the bad people do too but the weak people, the people like me, we have inherited the earth. Because afterwards, I about wanted to die. And I was not going to let one of them things do it. But there were people, see, and I told them what I had because I had things. And the bad ones made me forget what I wanted. Because they made me kill them. And the others... (laughs) The others helped me. And then they lost it. Their minds, their senses, their stomachs, and then they would die. Or I would kill them. Or both. Everybody turns, Rick. Everybody turns. I know what happened. I'm not talking about changing into a walker. I'm not talking about that. I know. Then you should kill me. But you're not going to kill me because I don't die. I realized why I'm here a long time ago. How long have you been alone? Morgan, I realized I am here to clear, to 
kill walkers, to kill people, to kill anything that comes anywhere near me. See, I found out that I am the constant. Everybody changes and I don't. After all of this, after all of it, I don't. I clear. They didn't even use this thing. Wow, they never aired that. Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, that's wow. my that's my favorite joint because he was black acting. Yes, he was. What about you? I think I I I I like everything, but I think my favorite favorite episode was the one where Michonne was introduced. Mm. That was my favorite episode at the end, right? Because everybody we didn't know she was going to come and people have been anticipating and you've been hearing about it but you really didn't know and just her interest was just like wow when she showed up on the scene and she has met all the expectations and some more all right all right well there you go and then let's see what what was the other question he had uh why why do you guys think the show skips winners it skipped the winter that the crew was roaming before they found a prison. They also skipped the winter after they survived the governor's first attack on the prison. Well, they've done some episodes that happened in the cold. Like, uh. Yeah, because they're in Atlanta, and honestly, what, it don't really snow like that in Atlanta. Yeah, um, like, we don't really know the actual time, time right. of the year. Um, but they've done some episodes like when Shane and Rick. Uh, fall at the barn, right? Because that was definitely in the cold, right? Because you could tell by their breathing and their talking. Yeah, and in the comic book, I know they said that cold affects the walkers too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're trying to say like during the during the winter is relatively safe or what, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, I've never noticed that they specifically skip winter. I just think that in Atlanta it doesn't snow uh, nearly as much, much as you would think. Right. I mean, look at. Um, look at they snow. It snowed for like one day last year and it shut the whole city down. Yeah, they got yeah. So I I just don't think. I'm talking about down south now. People have a tendency to forget that. Like we get bad weather, but nothing like other areas where it snows for months on end. Yeah, I don't think where it was at they that they got snow. You know what I mean? I'll put it that way. Um, and then I see that I must have forgot to put the uh episode nine twenty one up here. Let me uh give me a second to fix that error. Um, I know it says podcast episodes. Why wasn't it uh on the screen? Anyway, uh, so we had episode nine twenty one women problems, which actually was a um premium show of the nerd off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we decided, hey man, why not do a nerd off for April Fools' jokes? You know, for April Fools', we'll just put out the nerd off. Uh, and instead of a regular show, we took the day off. Uh, we had covered all the news there was anyway. Mm-hmm. And we put up an episode with me and Karen and Chris from Movie Trailer Reviews and Sterling and Quita, um, you know, from uh, um, um, Gaming and Then Some podcast and Slacker Society podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually their their anniversary, their yes. marriage anniversary. Um, and uh, we let people hear, like, kind of a glimpse behind the paywall. What does it sound like? What do we talk about? Uh, on our episodes that are premium this is a premium show man right. we, we put the same amount of quality and 
caring and whatnot into that content and you know we hope that people enjoy that as well yeah and it's also one of those things too um when it comes to like the nerd off and balls deep sports you don't have to know a lot to enjoy those shows because we talk about it talk about it but we also talk about it in in our same fun and enjoyable manner Mm -hmm. so uh we had one comment let me uh read that bad boy but um yeah, and we got so many people that I saw tweeting it and live tweeting the episode. You know, people that typically they're not premium, so they don't get a, they don't know what we talk about here. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's cool seeing people be like, "Wow, this this is great." You know, I well, like this. Right, the people that were premium be like, "I didn't even touch that." Yes, you premium, you get access to all the shows, all two hundred something of them. Go back and listen, guys. Three hundred. Three hundred. My bad. I'm a hundred off. Uh, Cabadonna says, first time I heard of the nerd off, it was so good and challenging." That's that I signed up for a premium and this review may be long. So Karen, on my behalf, please give Rod some water or tea to keep <laughs> his throat in shape. And now Rod, you may sigh. Shout outs to the crew for standing up for the fact that it is 2015 and female superheroes don't need to wear thongs to fight monsters. Right. Robin hasn't worn man panties and pixie boots since the nineties. It's okay that Wonder Woman gets sleeves. I think it's a Captain Marvel knockoff with weird nineties shoulder pads. But again, it makes more sense than the Miss Universe swimsuit co- uh, contest get up. Right. And and my thing <coughs> is that uh, when people fight or ready to go to war or ready to fight crime, you don't see police officers wearing no bullshit like that. You don't see army people uh, wearing no shit like that. They are fully clothed people who goes fight in a string bikini and fucking stilettos. It's unrealistic. Yeah, it's a and and their normally the defense is, <clears throat> well, it's fantasy. <clears throat> and part of <clears throat> part of fantasy is what they wear. <clears throat> so like you know, seeing a woman in a um, you know, a thong with her titties pressed together is part of the fantasy. But it, if we're being realistic, no bulletproof vest is titty shaped. You know, it's not a cross your heart bra bulletproof vest. Like that doesn't that's not efficient and it doesn't make sense ergonomically or to protect the person inside. Right. Um <clears throat> same thing with superhero costumes. Wouldn't make sense for you to be gallivanting with your titties out if that's not like some part of the costume that's integral to it. Correct. Um, you know, we hang around and see women every single day. Um, we know that this is not like the work way the way people wear shit to work. Mm-mm. And the thing is in a comic book there's so many opportunities to sex up a character. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. Bruce Wayne goes to a gala. Someone, Selena Kyle's wearing a, a flattering dress. Right. Uh, it, like it had to be a double agent. There's some ball or event or <coughs> or some function that you dress up. So it is there, but it does not need to be a, cons- a consistent thing that's constantly flaunted out. But truth be told, a lot of these dudes just like to see these women half naked. Yeah, and it's total privilege to be like. <clears throat> this is my fantasy. Would you like some tea? Yeah, I know. I don't know. This email really did make me choke up. I don't know. I thought I had some cough drops. I can't find them. I gotta go look. I don't know what happened to them. Sorry, y'all. Oh, wait. I found them. I found them. Never mind. <clears throat> well, asking you shall receive. All right, so... um. He says, uh, also, J. Scott Campbell is miffed that his softcore porn isn't the business in comics anymore. Remember when that dude was rolling in dough uh, over the Cheesecake Factory called Danger Girl? 
even as a horny college student with no woman i couldn't figure out why dudes are dropping three bucks a copy though this nonsense well you could just download porno or buy heavy metal magazine for a dollar more i got it i got into what i got into bought lady oh i I bought lady death i never bought it lady death either i'm assuming is what he meant um yeah i never got into the danger girl comics either they just weren't my thing uh listening oh and the other thing i would say too is um it's the privilege of being like this thing is for me to be aroused right it's just it's just it a lot of these men will never fucking it will never cross their mind like yo maybe i don't need to be aroused to think this is a good story about a comic book character Correct. like i don't need batgirl to like have a pussy print on each panel for me to be like i'm intrigued in the story and if you do that says a lot about how you view women and how you view um you know gender in a lot of ways like the women are for me to jack to there is no other point purpose right correct and then you know if women start demanding for you know dudes ass prints and tidy whities and ball mm-hmm. prints and dick prints dudes will have a fucking fit well then how you think we feel when you know yeah well you draw gene gray but her nipples had to be hard like right which, you know to me it always was insulting a bit because it's such pandering it's like well you obviously wouldn't read this book if gene gray's nipples weren't hard you couldn't see them through her spandex suit and you're just like yeah i would i actually didn't watch like i actually don't um do the thing where like when i talk to people about comic books i read i don't i'm not i'm never like oh man the titties on emma frost because they're they're irrelevant to the storyline yeah the we, plot. we'll always end up talking about the bigger things like oh remember the phoenix saga not remember phoenix's uh thong you know so it doesn't make sense you right. know and i think we talked about it on that show where i dressed like i was at a basketball court and a friend an uh, older guy who i played basketball with his daughter saw my backpack had a couple comic books in there and she was like oh can i read it and i was like sure go ahead and i opened up the page and it was like gene gray who is in a full length uh spandex bodysuit that has a weird like thong thing going on in the background and she was like oh and, and at that moment because i had never considered it for myself right i was like oh my god this is pretty inappropriate and she even pointed it out yeah she was like why she got that on or something like that and i was like i don't know (laughs) right right that doesn't make sense i've never thought about whether or not it makes sense because to me it's never been a thing that i would care about right but in that moment i was like you're right it absolutely does not make sense and that is that by itself is enough to say it needs to stop right and the thing is it doesn't add anything to the plot it doesn't take anything away from the character and these same dudes like i said you start putting ball prints and dick prints i was like i want to read that shit they would have a fucking fit what well, is you know because like i said no sympathy and empathy think about it from the woman's perspective going where every time i see a female in in the shot like i don't mind women being sexy i don't mind women being made up and shit like that nobody's against that part all we're saying is that every time a woman's on screen it doesn't need to be for your dick to be satisfied yeah it's just not a very realistic type of sex appeal and then not to be you know if it's part of the character i get it like right what she hulk is part of the character like she hulk is basically like if serena williams kicked people's ass off the tennis court as well right where you know like you see like serena williams pretty much a fucking walking talking superhero Mm -hmm. and 
her part of her thing is like yes i'm sexy and i'm gonna wear this little ass shit and y'all gonna be looking and i don't give a fuck what you think and there was something to that character where it brought it to it now why that needs to translate over to gene gray has to always have her tits out or what like all of a sudden we're like wait a minute now any character we put in the book we're trying to sex up and now it's not the same Mm -mm. there's no point to this you know it's not empowering anybody um so anyway um says uh listening that listening to that gaming cat who moralized about women playing video game uh playing video while calling them bitches i guess okay he's talking about um tweet no twitch there's women that screen that stream video games on twitch there's men that do it also Mm -hmm. but the subject about it became it became about women and this guy thought he was helping women by uh i put quotes around me for those who can't see um he, he was helping women by saying they they need to cover up their cells when they uh play video games and stop trying to be sexy because it's hurting all the other women that aren't sexy and making guys treat them bad because you know men would never treat women bad on our own it's always because some women tricked us into doing it <laughs> not on your own accord not because <clears throat> right. you got mama issues or hate women and nah, nah. nah we're such good people can uh so he says oh yeah and that was the other thing he's trying to quote-unquote help but he's also like bitch like i got a friend so-and-so and she wouldn't like uh when she gets there in the chat room you know people say why don't you show me some titties or whatever you know and and that bitch is this and i'm like didn't you just call her your friend <laughs> all right didn't you just say that people were disrespecting her by calling their names <clears throat> So he says, uh, this is the reason why I don't go online to play, play games and avoid Twitch like the plague. I'll forever be a nerd hermit because ninjas be crazy in them streets. And Rod, you're going to have to stop with your PlayStation slander, my dude. I'm going to see you in the streets. What you know about v- that Vita hotness, Microsoft slave? Rest in peace to the PS mobile store. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I have nothing against PlayStation. Um, and, uh, I think people that have listened to the nerd out for a long time understand that I don't. Um, a lot of my reaction to gloating about changes and shit is just that, uh, and I guess you can't understand unless you kind of listen to the, the, that specific spinoff show for a while. Mm-hmm. We called all that shit. Right. We yes. literally started the podcast in the fervor in the middle of when, playstation and xbox were about to release their new consoles right right after e3 i think was our actual first show show mm-hmm. so we've had people telling us that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about we're stands we're this we're that for a year or so now um so to be able to go oh playstation did this it's not about well the playstation fucked up we're saying like oh playstation has playstation tv now we said they would have that day one. We were like, Which they is- will eventually have some sort of TV component to rival the Xbox's TV functionality because both of the boxes are competing with each other and they're going to each try to mock each other, mimic each other's features. And people are like, no, it ain't about that. It's about, it, it's about the games, man. It's about this. And so now when you hear me mocking uh what you think is playstation what i'm really mocking is this fanboy attitude right of something that was so obvious to me you know i said the same thing with um digital gaming Mm -hmm. you know we were we've been right so many times on that fucking show like it's amazing 
Right, because the the thing about it and what really, really uh, pissed uh, me off is that all the shit that we're quote-unquote getting a year and two and, you know, three years, however, down the road, we should have got all this shit day one, all of it. Mm-hmm. But you got goddamn gamers who and nerd people who were like, well, when it comes to PlayStation, all we want is the games. All we want is the games. That's what a lot of people were saying. Well, no, gaming consoles are more than just games now. You're just going to have to get over that fact. Yeah, it really slowed down progress, but we're getting right. it now. So every time we take another incremental step towards what I consider to be uh, the predictions that we started with, I'm going to gloat. Got to. So it's nothing about hating PlayStation or any of that shit. Uh, I also predicted that that we was going to fail. And it did. And it sunk like a brick. Um, sorry, fanboys. Okay, just kidding. Like I said, I don't play games with people online. I'm terrible at first-person shooters. Also, I'm a diehard fan of Uncharted and Infamous and also on a Vita, hence the upgrade to PS4. At the end of the day, we're all a bunch of grown men playing kids' games, as my mama would say. Console Wars, console versus PC gaming beef is so dead at this point, since most the most most of the hottest games are available on PS4 and Xbox One now. Yeah, I agree. Not to mention, I mean, that was one of the things when people would write in, like, which system should I get? Those are the questions I ask. Like, what franchises are you a fan of that are you a fan of? Right. You know, I'm a big fan of, like, Mass Effect. Um, big fan of um, uh, Gears of War, um, Dead or Alive. Like, you know, I have franchises that I'm like, I got I to gotta get this game. So I have to get that system, you know. I'm a big fan of talking to my console, you know. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, I'm a big Fable fan. I, I, I love Zelda. I love Zelda, but uh, fuck Nintendo. Um, sorry if you're Nintendo. Mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. Uh. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I'm a big fan of laziness. I'm a big fan of not having to search for five remote controls. I'm a big fan of talking to my Xbox. I'm a big fan of being recognized when I'm in the room and waving at it. Um, And I predict within the next uh, uh, few years, I'm going to say Xbox on and my lights and air conditioning and everything else going to turn on too. Yeah. Um, so he says, now, if you're a grown person with no kids and on a Wii U or Wii, then we need to have a long talk and possibly check the sex offender registry for your picture. Stay nerdy, Kappa. <laughs> um, and the poll was April Fools. No. Or April Fools. The answer was 63, almost 64% said no. I'm with that group. And 36% said April Fools. Mm-mm. So there you go. And then we had one last comment. Impossible White Man reviews. We did Fast and Furious 7. Fur- <laughs> or Furious 7, if you're nasty. <laughs> and we got one comment so far from JW. He says, great review, two things. One, the Jobs Wi-Fi has you guys blocked. Not ESPN, not Twitter, not Facebook. <laughs> you guys. You know what? I've heard other people say that. For some reason... We, we, we're bouncing, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but we're bouncing on people's lists because somebody kept saying, I'm trying to leave something on the show. I can't. She was like, I'm blocked. I was like, yeah, for some reason, we come up as streaming <laughs> on, on the sites. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're going to block y'all. So if you go, if you at work and you log in and for some reason you can't get us no more, that's why. He says, guess all 10 of us black folks here surf the site. Can't have that, right? <laughs> Fuck this place, man. Yes, I'm at said dumbass job. And so if he's at that job, how's he getting on? How's he leaving this comment? He says, you can't control my phone's data. 
<laughs> then he said number two remember the street always wins so he did leave a comment just because the streets win right uh all right we got some voicemails let's play those <coughs> what's up rod what's up karen it's will up in toronto um just wanted to give you guys a shout uh they always say you should give the people a roses while they can still smell them and just based on the week with everything that's been happening with bon Monty getting his show his new radio show on espn just wanted to give you guys a shout out and say you know a lot of the same ways that you guys have been digging him up, a lot of us are doing the same in regards to you guys. So I saw a lot of your Twitter feed, Rod, where you were kind of just giving your whole backstory on your relationship with, <clears throat> with Bo. And for a lot of us, it's pretty much the same for us. It's like we kind of look to you and we're like, it's, an inspi- it, it's inspiring. So no doubt you guys keep doing what you're doing. Karen, I see the new hairdo. It's dope. The color looks crazy you guys are just doing the thing we're gonna keep supporting y'all peace peace thank uh, you thanks will in toronto yeah we appreciate you will in toronto thanks man that canadian love um we have another voicemail let's get to this one uh boom hey what's up Ronnie karen small brooklyn issue uh three mates another show um was calling for a couple of reasons uh the first was that uh that song that that crew um, was singing from college, it sounded like that uh, song from the Game of Thrones, The Bear and the Fair Maiden. You know that song is sung, they passed that down forever. That sounds like a typical song that they passed down, they always been singing. Um, second, uh, the story about the charter school and not allowing them to go to the HBCUs, um, I think that, well, first of all, a charter school isn't a school that people pay for. My kids go to charter school here in New York. Charter school is a public school, which they get a charter from the state to operate. They do get funds from the state, and they also get private funds, but the people that go to the school don't pay for that school. So that's the difference with that. But um, second, I think they might have did that so that they could get um, those about numbers so they can make sure all their kids get accepted to a school. I think that's the way they're doing it, and they don't really care about, you know, the kids themselves. They're just trying to generate specific numbers so between that fact to try to get them to all of them get accepted also to the fact that which i was saying about the networking the networks in which they have i think that's another aspect to it too so i think those are the two reasons why they're probably doing it neither one of them is right but that's the reason why they're doing it in my opinion so i just wanted to make that point all right uh this shows as always and uh y'all take care peace peace and i think that was market brooklyn and um yeah i get it i get why they're doing it uh, a lot of colleges do that too community colleges like they want placement numbers for jobs and shit but um end of the day uh if you're not servicing the kids i don't really care yeah that almost defeats the purpose yeah what's the point of numbers if there's no heart behind it if you're not actually trying to help them get into successful situations that they want to be in right which means you honestly don't give a fuck about them yeah and the thing that they're saying is that they're not even letting them apply as like a safety school they're just basically saying no you can't apply uh because it's a black school right and then give me a hassle for a transcript that i'm paying for yeah it's unacceptable man there's really no excuse for it um next voicemail hey guys my name is ada and i'm calling from houston texas and i just want to say that your show is so fucking funny 
Like, it's it's unreal. I'm at work with my headphones in, and all my white-ass coworkers are looking at me, and I want to share, but I'm like, no, nah, you're going to get all mad. <laughs> Anywho, I just want to say keep it up. I, I just found you guys on this random website, and I want to say that you guys are awesome. I love Black Love, and I love how into each other you guys are and how in tune you are. You have great content. Keep it up. Um, I'm playing catch up, so if I leave like late ass comments on your post, don't call me out like you guys try to do, okay? <laughs> Anyways, I appreciate you guys. Keep it up, and um, talk to you later. Bye. Uh, oh, follow me on Twitter. You ain't got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> she plugged her Twitter. <laughs> The who, Moxie. Who, who, gave, who gave you that Kanye came up with that? <laughs> the Moxie on that day. <laughs> you ain't got the answer, Sway. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that, uh, that was, uh, first of all, don't just throw it at your, uh, white coworkers. Um, you definitely gotta vet them. You know, you gotta know which, which ones you could do that with. You gotta fill it out as a complicated process. I don't want nobody losing their job behind us. Mm-mm. Or next thing you know, a memo's going out talking about, <laughs> You know, <laughs> right. uh, podcasts are getting a little too uh, too racy here. Too racy around here, so guys, we're gonna need to cut that out. <laughs> yes, thank you, Aiden. No, no, we don't. We don't. We have people to leave uh, stuff on polls like way, way back, and if we remember them, they pop up. We will go back and read those also. Yeah, and we got a couple of um, emails in, uh, and uh, phone lines are open seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Ashanti says, hey, Rod, I don't know if there is a Tippy Award category for best puns, but I'd like to nominate Nick Jew, Reggie, Karen, and yourself for the most epic pun run for episode 914, Planks for the Memories. Um, well, I, you know what? I'll copy and paste it, and I'll put it in. Uh, I, I need to put up the new uh, thing, but yeah. I'll, uh, put it, uh, I'll put it under Funniest Moments. So I think that's, that feels right. Yeah. I'm, I'm slow, y'all, but we're going to do 2014. Booker writes in, I forgot to dedicate this track to Bomani. Jo- oh, wait. I already played this, right? Yeah, this is mm-hmm. from last, last week. I meant to delete it, and I didn't for some reason. Or is it this new inbox functionality thing? Might be. Yeah. Um, oh, that look weird. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those screen. What the hell is happening up there? Yeah, I switched to, uh, I got invited to Google Inbox, a little different. Okay. Uh, is it easier to read like you that? Non- non-famous people, you guys wouldn't understand. Yeah, it's more of a famous thing. Um, uh, Martha Stewart better than Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, this is for my girl Olivia, uh, film underscore Esquire. She says reason number two that Martha Stewart will always prevail in the white woman war against Paltrow and her goosters. Uh, and it's a link that says that time Martha Stewart delivered the sickest burns at the Justice Re- Justin Bieber Rose. Yeah, she um yeah she went in on uh, Justin Bieber Rose. I haven't watched it yet, but I have recorded it. Okay. But uh they have some of her one liners here. Uh Kevin Hart. Uh as we all know, Kevin's oh hold on, got a phone call. Let me answer this. Yo, Yo. you on with the blackout tips. Hey Karen, hey Rod, it's Leslie Mack. How are you guys doing? Hey good. Leslie, how you doing? How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing good. I'm calling most importantly to wish Queen Karen a very, very happy birthday weekend, my dear. Yay! You're looking so fresh and so clean, loving your earrings and your hair color and everything. And I actually wanted to ask if you thought about potentially doing, like, a reoccurring 
podcast about your natural hair journey or talking to other people about theirs. Not experts, per se, but real people. I don't know. I don't know because somebody else asked me about that. I have no idea. Uh, Right now, it's just learning and going through the journey and watching my hair grow and getting older and i right now you know right now i'm in a very very happy place and i want to let you know and let everybody else out there know uh that i want to tell y'all thank you for all the happy birthday wishes like that meant so much to me to know that it's so much love and just appreciation just for me I mean, it's not that I'm special or anything like that, but it's good to know that, you know, you can bring love and joy in so many people's lives and they just let you know in small ways. Well, we do love you. And I just wanted to say, um, again, just happy birthday. Oh, and very white guy says happy birthday as well. <laughs> right now. Drew. <laughs> Drew says happy birthday too. You guys have a, a great weekend and I hope you enjoy your Easter and everything. Cool. And, uh, too, and, too. and hey, Rod, not not to ignore you or anything. Hey, Rod. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no. I did not feel ignored at all. Uh, tell Drew I said what's up, and uh, you know, thank you for calling, Leslie. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, peace. Bye. Um, so these are the Martha Stewart sick burns. Uh, it says here's a non-Trevor Noah note to Comedy Central execs: Whoever is next on the roasting block, just let Martha Stewart handle the whole damn ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it is, is, I mean, they have writers and the writers write jokes and then the celebrities get to pick their jokes, um, and then deliver them. Um, now she may be really good at delivering these written jokes, but right. oh, she d- may don't get it twisted. She definitely, you know, she gangster. She'd been in jail. She definitely didn't write them herself. Karen. They, <laughs> like, uh, so she couldn't be that witty. I would suggest, uh, for, you know, um, if you guys don't already listen to it, um, Keith and the Girl, um, uh, which is, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, um, definitely like the best podcast in my opinion. Um, they, uh, they have an episode with Jesse Joyce, who is a writer who mm-hmm. writes for, uh, these roasts. Yeah, that's one thing I love about and that show. Every time there's a roast, there's, they do like a behind the scenes of Jesse Joyce. Right. Where you find out what happened. Happens. You find out about the ludicrous shit and like his attitude and some of the stuff he said behind the scenes. You find out about who, like who was good at delivering jokes, who fucked them up, who like told the writers, no, I don't want it to shit. Uh, who demanded that certain jokes be taken out. Oh. You find out all this shit by listening to the behind the scenes there. It's, it's one of my favorite episodes every time they do one of these roasts because it's like, mm-hmm. cool, I want to hear that shit. I want to hear that Shaq can't deliver a joke and won't take coaching and all that stuff. It's, it's great. Um, and, and then you also get to hear who wrote what, which jokes and it's, it's a lot, man. I, I love it. Uh, and why they pick panelists. Like there's been panels where they were like, we had to pick a black dude because we needed, we want to do black jokes when we need a black dude, you ah, know, okay. shit like that. Uh, so she had these, she, uh, she sent these barbs to the, uh, people on the dais. Kevin Hart, she said, as we all know, Kevin is one of the biggest movie stars in the business right now. He deserves it. He struggled for years. When he finally got his first big check, he spent $150,000 on a watch. I forget that term, that term for that. It's not African American rich. It'll come to me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ludacris says, I believe the bedroom is the most important, uh, 
Oh, she said to Ludacris. I believe the bedroom is the most important room in the house, but I don't have to tell you that, Ludacris. You have three kids with three different women. May I suggest pulling out sometime and finishing on some fine, highly absorbent Martha Stewart bed linens? Oh, Lord. To Snoop Dogg, she said, you would never know that Snoop Dogg is 43 now, which is three times as long as the actual, as actual dogs live and twice as long as most of his friends. <laughs> she had them jokes. Right. Meanwhile, Ludacris got mad because they made a couple jokes about fucking Paul Walker. Right. Natasha Legarro, she said this, I do a lot of gardening, but you are without a doubt the dirtiest used up hoe I've ever seen. Oh my. To Hannibal Burr, she says, all night long I've been trying to remember who you remind me of, then it hit me. You look like that gingerbread man I left in the oven too long. <laughs> and Shaquille O'Neal, to him she said, when I did my stretch, all the hood rats on my cell block wanted to break off a piece of Martha Stewart's ass. So I decided some bitch needed to get got. I walked to the chow hall, picked up the biggest bull dyke, and I stuck her. From then on, prison was easier than making bluebird scones. And Shaq, I hope your mom still doesn't hold a grudge. Oh. Oh. She's probably the best of the night. And then Olivia put it at the end of the email. Reason number one is that Martha Stewart eats food sometimes. So, uh. Real food, right. Gwyneth gotta catch these, uh, catch this slander, man. Right. You seem um, like she bird seats. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, we appreciate you and, uh, thank you so much, everybody. Mm-hmm. It was a short feedback show, but we had fun. We'll be back tomorrow with Impossible White Man Jay as our guest. Woo-hoo! And, uh, I believe on Tuesday, we should have the ladies from Whiskey Wine Moonshine on. So, gonna be a busy week around here, guys. Um, uh, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. <laughs>